Hey, Sisu Squad. Welcome to It's All in My Head, a podcast about people and their relationships with mental health. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. Before we begin, I want to share a content warning. It's All in My Head references mature themes, including suicide, sex, drugs, and alcohol, and contains language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Discretion is advised. All right, welcome back to another episode of It's All in My Head with Joel Keskinen. I'm thrilled today to be on the microphone back in studio because this is the season three premiere, baby. And I have my friend, my former student employee, someone who's doing the dang thing in the world of mental health and education and who's taking care of himself and just trying to do one day at a time, living life, making it through the poo or whatever the phrase was that you said. Getting through the poo to get to the food. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. I couldn't remember what it was that you'd said. Anyway, Enrique Rosario is here with me, and we are chatting all of the things. So go ahead and just give us a brief introduction to who you are, and then we'll jump into some conversation. Okay, well, he said my name, but just in case, (laughs) I'm Enrique. Uh, I was born in Widefield, Colorado, which is... People will call it Colorado Springs because Colorado Springs grew into Widefield. But for all my people back home, we're from Widefield. I got my bachelor's in sociology and psychology. Uh, People call me the human guy. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. Uh, Oh, absolutely. And fun fact for all my gamers out there, when I was 14 years old, I was in the top 1,000 for the entire PlayStation Network for every game ever. <laughs> how, uh, how does that even, what is that even? Uh, all right. I so, need more context. <laughs> are you familiar with achievements or trophies on Xbox I mean, I know of them as a non-video gamer. I know that they are things, but I don't know what they are or how to get them or anything like that (laughs) so achievements and trophies they're they're the same thing uh just one is playstation one is xbox i'm playstation so all the haters go ahead and hate uh what it what it is is it's just like little tasks that you have to do and then you get rewarded so when you get all of the tasks finished you get like an ultimate reward which is called a platinum trophy for playstation okay okay i had a lot of them and i played a lot and uh probably put way way too many hours into my playstation but um as a result of that i had a fan base um people would call on me for help people would call on me to review their profiles it was was oh damn i had a whole youtube profile like it was going but um i 
graduated high school and was like, I need to experience more. So I put the controller down and I'm sad that I did that because I could probably be making a serious amount of money doing what I was doing. Wow. I could have been like the, the Spanish PewDiePie or something. <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but I think that obviously it's a big time gamer question yeah, mark. But uh, <laughs> PewDiePie, Noah, JT, Raffle Waffles, uh, they're all like big. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all big. Uh, they're all big gamers, and they just okay. <laughs> I'm going to. And, I'm yeah. gonna look all of these people up after we get done with this. Um, conversation raffle waffles is my boy okay i'm so looking up i'm so (laughs) looking up all of this stuff that's so fun um okay well this is great and suddenly we are in a video game podcast (laughs) (laughs) i i know my friend calls me the what did he say i think he said i'm the walking encyclopedia or the walking thesaurus or something because I know okay. way too much about okay. video games. Like, if you were to talk about the like a gameplay for one game, I'd probably be able to just figure it out based on what you're telling me. And wow, I think that's incredible. But, no, that is incredible. I am the kind of person. First off, I'm like I don't video game because I like it hurts my eyes to like strain at the screen all day, like not all day, but you know what I mean? Like it hurts my eyes to like strain to like watch the game. And then I'm a button masher. Like I don't learn any of the rules of anything. I just press buttons the entire time. And then my thumbs hurt and I like it's yeah, I'm just a pansy. So I just don't do it. I also just don't really get much enjoyment out of video games, but for those that like do and are good at it and understand games, I'm like all about it. But then I'm also the kind of person who's like, when you read instructions or like try to learn a new game, zero patience. I'm like, oh, I yeah. have, I have lost all IQ. I have lost all understanding and comprehension ability. I suddenly am just unwell. Like I don't, for some reason, like I cannot comprehend new, like new games. Like I cannot, it's, it's just too much for my brain. <laughs> to be fair. Even even the veteran gamers, we skip all the uh, instructions too. So everybody's going okay. into it blind. It's just you know I, I have years of gaming knowledge and games are only made certain ways, right? So like yeah, it's probably yeah. the same as the last six hundred games as far as playstyle. So yeah, yeah. Interesting. This is so fascinating. I don't think I've ever talked about video games this much, and I'm actually, like, I'm very here for this. Um, anywho. Well, really, <laughs> this, this might be a good transition into whatever you're going to say. Um, okay, hit me. One of the things that video games helped me with was um, communication and emotional regulation and emotional management. Because I guess regulation and management are the same. I guess when I mean regulation, it's regulation on others. So I know what to say mm-hmm. so that others could not be hurt and well-informed. So games taught me a lot. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I, okay. This is amazing. Great. I, 
that I was not expecting you to say that. You just blew my like whole mind. Um, wow. Okay, let's use that as a segue into the first podcast question is <laughs> Enrique, what is your relationship with mental health and where are you at in your journey today? say open but where I'm at today I'll be honest Joel I'm not doing good hey like, you know neither like, am I to be honest and it's like that sometimes but I I'd like to think that not only do I have a good attitude about life but I got a, a good group of people that genuinely want me to be okay and when I'm down bad I, I call on them I love that answer. When I'm down bad, I call on them. You've got a great support crew. I'm obsessed with that. That's such a good answer. So I work in the resilience building space. Like I work in mental health care and suicide prevention. And so something that we talk about every day is how we can use the systems that are in place in our society to build more resilient communities. Um, and I think the very first thing to, to do that is by having support structures and support systems in place, you know, like we cannot do this life alone. Like we have to have people in our network, in our corner, in our, you know, like we need people to ride the waves with us. Well, it's 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 a part of our uh, our human development. Like it's it having people around us and sharing stories is the human experience, right? Because like when we were in tribes and whatnot, we always had people. Everybody played a role. Everybody was supported. Storytelling and making sure that we talked to one another was like one of the top five things of all tribes mm -hmm, and then, mm -hmm. you know we strayed away from that because we're in the age of um geez there's a lot of things i could say we work too much <laughs> and there's too much technology keeps us away from a lot of things we want yes all of that is so so accurate we say as we are literally stream video servicing <laughs> using microphones computers cell phones like, <laughs> well, I mean, like we're doing it with the intentions that it was created for right we're like uh like the, when the first phone was made we had no idea or i guess back then they had no idea that it was going to turn into this like narcissistic self-absorbed uh waste of time you know, like, mm -hmm. we don't use it to connect as much as we probably should. Yeah, I, I mean, I would absolutely agree. I, like, how many people actually use their phones to call people these days and, like, to, like, connect, you know? Like, not very many people. Um, I try to, but, you know, people don't do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I love 
calling, to be honest. I it's I would much rather call than text. Like, and FaceTime is my favorite because like I can see people's faces. Honestly, right. I think that's part of why I love doing the podcast. Is like it is literally storytelling. It is literally connecting with people on an intimate level. It is seeing them either in person or on a screen. I get the emotions. I get the expression. I get the, you know, that physical or emotional connection that communicating with other humans provides you know i gotta say you're the inspiration for me starting mine i'm the inspiration behind your podcast yeah because i because i <sighs> you know i've seen you doing it for a while and i think you were at season two when i was like mm-hmm, i might mm-hmm. actually do this it was like middle of season two and i listened to the episode with cat and precious and Corey. Mm-hmm. I listened to the one with I forgot her name she used to work at City Market and Produce Sarah yes her yeah <laughs> she is my freaking favorite I adore her she's actually been out to visit me in South Dakota twice yeah there was one time <laughs> she saw you and it was like a, like a week or two after that that uh I reached out to her and then we just called each other and we were talking on the phone for like two hours just to go I like, like that. Western, Gunnison. Uh, we were talking about relationships because I guess I, I don't want to say anything about her life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were talking about a lot of stuff though. So, yeah, she's really totally. Cool. Uh, yeah, she's the best. Oh, I can't wait because she, she is a regular listener. So now she's going to hear us talking about her. She's going to be like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's too good. Okay, well, let's get back into some mental health stuff. Um, you said that I'm the inspiration behind your podcast, um, and I'll give you a chance at the end to kind of plug that. And obviously, I'm going to come on yours, and we're going to do a collab since you're on mine. And, you know, that's what we do as creators. We collab with each other. Um, but I'll give you a chance to plug that. But I want to ask, what was your inspiration behind the human like like creating these like human merch stuff like what is i guess for our listeners because obviously some of our listeners don't know what that is explain human to everyone listening okay um if you have if you if you're gonna use sound effects for your episodes in season three you should drop a bomb right now like, cause okay. <laughs> it's heavy. Like the reason I made it, it's heavy. So this was, this was 20. Actually, I'll just start right there. I'll start 2016. Um, actually I'll start 2014. So it's, I'll, I'll try to be quick. <laughs> Graduated high school in 2014 and I didn't, I did not want to go to college. Right. The only thing I wanted to do is just party. That's all I wanted to do. I'll be honest. And I did that for three years straight. And I got to this point where um, it was three in the morning, and I was really fucked up. And I was looking at this clock, and I and I realized to myself that like I wasn't doing anything with my life. So I started questioning college. I started questioning whether or not I should get out. And in the midst of all this questioning, um, two crazy things happened. So I was dating this girl for a while, and I. her pregnant and she couldn't have the child 
um, her her oh, ovaries man. weren't working well, and so we had it was either we lose her, we lose both, or we lose the baby. So we just terminated the pregnancy, and um, I was sitting in this funk for a long time, and I didn't know what to do. I had attempted, I think, two suicide. I had written well over 10 suicide notes. It actually just became like a, a form of therapy for me for a while, which I think is toxic, but we can talk about that later. Um, yeah, so I was so sad and I didn't know what to do. And I was already making music and making clothes and doing photography and whatnot to help my friend Marcel with his Righteous brand. But then I was like, I feel like I'm not getting anything. So I made Human, which at the time uh, was a 724, 20, 724 2017 was the first day. And, wow. Um, I love that you know the like exact date. You know why? <laughs> 724 is my birthday. <laughs> I, did oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose so that way I would never forget okay i love that so yeah i made at first there is because it's it's a silhouette of a human with the word human in the body at first it was only the male side Um, Mm -hmm. and i was just making products with that but the whole the whole reason i made this in the first place i'll get into design if if you want to know about it but um the whole reason i made it was because i was down bad and i wanted to get something to pull me out of the funk and I wanted this symbol, this emblem, this symbol, symblem. Symblem. <laughs> I, I wanted it to represent like going up and getting out. You know, I, I really wanted this to be a mental health brand. Like the long-term goal is to eventually provide free mental health resources for low-income communities. That's why I went to college, right? So I could start learning about like people and business, etc. And now I'm done with college. Now I got to figure out what's next. Um, but it all started because I had lost the little young one. And this became the, uh, it, I don't want to say replacement because, you know, that sounds disrespectful. But it became the like vessel that you poured your love and energy into, you know, the way that you would a child. That's really beautiful. I didn't know that, Enrique. I don't talk about it. Um, I feel like it's a lot to say. And I get sad. (laughs) Yeah. But that's human. Well, I just became even more obsessed with human than I already was. But, wow. I mean, turn your pain into your passion. Right? That's that's what I that's what I'm doing. I just don't wanna I really don't wanna fail, you know? Like if I don't achieve mm-hmm. the goals that I set for myself and it's like, was that termination worth it? I mean I still like the the girl, she's still around and she's doing well, but you know, like so to answer the question, was it worth it? Yeah, because she's still alive, but like I'm sure you get what I'm saying. I totally 
understand what you're saying. I can't possibly understand how you're feeling because I've never been in that position of loss of a child, but I understand the sentiments that you are sharing right now. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I guess it's still hard. Yeah, hopefully I'll do big things. Um, you are already doing big things. Thank you. <laughs> like, you're pursuing a career in something. Like, will being an RD be your long-time career? Probably not. But, like, you're still doing things to, like, make yourself better, to get your name out there to be a better person, to give back to other people, you know, like you have this awesome creative outlet through this merch company and podcast and movement, basically it's, you know, I would consider it a movement, you know, like you're doing all of this stuff with the intentions of reaching people and showing up for them. And, you know, like the fact that you just said you want to give free mental health resources to low income communities that can't or don't have access like that's fucking sick Enrique that's like that's big stuff like you're doing the damn thing yeah I think I gotta get my doctorate and then I can oh yeah I, I haven't I'm not even worried about any of that right now because I just graduated like so I'm, I'm building other things uh one of the reasons that I took the RD job is because, like, we're working with young people and people in college. They're confused more often than not. And I'd like to be there to provide guidance or provide perspective. And, like, you know, if I get a call at 3 in the morning because some student <coughs> is down bad and they have suicidal ideation, that, that gives me the the opportunity to practice mental health care in real time. So that's why I took this job. Because I want to be there like when it happens. I really want to get that experience up. That's beautiful. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, most people take RD jobs because they're like, free housing, free meals, working at a college. Like... <laughs> Yeah, those are all true. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so funny. Uh, okay, so human came out of a really low point in your life, but obviously it's brought you some really great times too. So I want to like talk about like the reward of it all. Like what, like what positives has it brought to your life? Uh, like creating human. Yeah. Uh, or like, I don't know, maybe your first sale was like a like memorable experience or like the conversations that have turned into a podcast. Like what, yeah. Like what is, what is human giving, like giving you in terms of like emotional fulfillment and happiness? Well, I think human gave me power because so I'm the youngest, I was the baby family right so like I kind of just wasn't really raised by my parents I was kind of just raised through watching what happens to my brothers right like <laughs> a 
all the all the the babies of the family understand me but um so it gave me power it it showed me that not only can i connect with people in the fashions that i want to um but i can create products that people actually give a shit about like mm-hmm. i don't remember who the first sale was um I think it was one of my one of the girls that modeled for me. I didn't sell it to them. I just gave them the hat because they helped me out. And I don't know. It just spread. And then when I came to college, because I dropped I dropped Human July twenty fourth, like I said, and then school started in August. And it took me a month for damn near the whole school to know my name. So like it made me feel like I belonged here, which I. I don't know at what point I felt like I didn't belong anymore, but it was probably when I, actually, who knows, man, it's probably been my whole life, but when I came here and people started talking to me and treating me with respect and giving me challenges that I can, you know, try to, try to accomplish, which then would make me grow. Like, I don't know, it changed my life. It changed my life. It really did. Like, my professors love to hear about it. They love to talk to me about how it came to be. And they all respect me. And they try to talk to me all the time. And, like, I'm about to go hunting with Salif Muhammad. You know, like... Oh, my God. That's fun. <laughs> it's cool. Like, it, it became <laughs> very personal in my life. And that's what I wanted. I've always wanted a very intimate reality. And... I think through human, I'm slowly building that intimate reality with the public. And that's what I want. I love it. You're going to do it all. (laughs) I'm trying to. I got to hit the world next. Yeah. You got to hit the world next. It's coming. It's coming. One step at a time. One day at a time, right? Words of Misty. Oh, God, I love it. You, that teacher, just gave you so many good little nuggets of wisdom. She, well, so another mental health story. Um, It was, I was 14 years old, and my, this is my first, my first interaction with death. Uh, My grandfather died when I was 14, and that shit made no sense. Like, people really die, and they're Uh really just not around, and it stays that way forever. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, And then also, I was in a high school relationship. The girl cheated on me and left me, like, around the same time that my grandpa died, and my parents were going through some marital issues. Like, it was all bad. It was all bad. And that death was just, like, the cherry on top, and I didn't know what to do. Uh Uh So... I was doing a lot of reckless stuff, like, God, I'm, I, could, I feel like it's okay saying this. Um, I used to take pills of Vicodin and then drink liquor, like a lot of liquor on top of it, and then just walk it, like, anywhere. <laughs> and what I was doing was, it like, I would stay within the public eye so that if I were to die or something else crazy happened, public would hopefully take care of me like so i was was, like trying to kill myself but i was also like i have some measures of safety just in case i don't want to die 
but I don't know that I don't want to die until I'm dying, right? I hope that makes sense. Yes. It's like it's like somebody that like slits their wrist, you know, and then like as they're bleeding out, they're like, "Oh shit, I don't want to do this." Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think that's a natural feeling, you know. Like even those of us that do struggle with suicidal ideation or thoughts of suicide, um, most of us don't actually want to die. It's you know, it's proven statistically that most people who even complete suicide um don't want to die but we want a feeling that is higher more sensational whatever the word that i'm looking for is than the hurt and pain that we're feeling i mean that's why a lot of us resort to drugs you know because it gives Mm -hmm. us that, that 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 exhilaration I haven't thought about this stuff in a long time. I think about this stuff every day because it's my job. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I think about <laughs> suicide and stuff because, like, I mm-hmm. have to stay well informed on that for my job. But, uh, but just, like, my personal stories, you know, like, talking yeah, about this yeah. is bringing me right back to freshman year of high school and, like, all the weird interactions I had related to suicide and stuff. I think we block some of that stuff out too, though, you know, like our brain protects us. And so we block so much of that, like out. Um, and so when we do talk about it, like for me, I found, you know, the reason I started this podcast is because after, um, Alex died by suicide on campus, um, and I was, uh, yeah, Um, and I was the first responder to that, I couldn't talk about how I felt and like what trauma and what pain I was feeling. And like, I, I like didn't know how to process it. I didn't know how to like the language to like form sentences about it. But like, I knew that it had to get out of me. Like it, my feelings and my emotions had to go somewhere Um, and so finally, like when I started talking about it, something changed within my like brain chemistry, my biology, whatever, like, and it shifted, like this sense of like healing happened so automatically and so quick, so quickly that like, it it was so powerful once you start talking about this stuff the the changes that happen to your body mentally and emotionally like and probably physically but i mean like i think you're onto something here like you don't think about this stuff because your brain pushes it away but then you start talking about it you're like i'm right back in that moment i so repression for sure has definitely been going on but what's what sucks about that is like this is going to sound dramatic to anybody that knows me, like, has known me since a child, but, like, I feel like my life has not been as good as I want it to be. Like, I, it was, I was always getting picked on at home and at school, and then, like, you know, real life things started happening, like, my grandpa's death, right? And 
I actually talk about this in my multiple sclerosis episode. That uh, I feel like I repress a lot of life because I, I just, I don't know what's going on, Joel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously, you know, like we got, we got planes. You know, shout out nine eleven was two days ago. Like, you got planes crashing into buildings. You got, you know, kid, elementary school kids getting shot up. Like, mm-hmm. like our, our country exploits the hell out of us, and we're just, like, blind to it. You know, like, we got so many resources, but we also have so many people suffering. It's like, that, that, I feel like the only time that happened, like, say, we're going back to the tribal setting, right? Like, or, origins of humanity. Like, I feel like the only time that you would pull resources from somebody within your sector is because you're trying to get them out. Like, <laughs> you do not want them in the tribe anymore. Sure, sure. Is that what's happening today, but on mass scale? Like, I just don't know. And, like, growing up, you know, like, for the listeners, if you couldn't tell from my name, Enrique, <laughs> I'm brown. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, and then just, like, dealing... Like, growing up, we used to have to deal with, the you know, obviously police following us around. Um, people used to throw trash at us and shit, driving by, talking about N-word, this, and F y'all, you monkeys. And, you know, like, all that crazy stuff. I don't know what that means as a 10-year-old. Why is this happening to me? And then you get older, and you realize that the answer, and it's not this simple, but it's just America. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> What does that it mean? is just America. <sighs> I don't get it. It's tough. Living is really one of the hardest things. It, it's the hardest thing. Living. Living is really one of the hardest things. Just say that again. Because, wow. <laughs> I just... You just said that. And that, like, hit me. Like, <laughs> straight to the core <laughs> See, before i before i dropped it i was thinking i was going through all the things in my head i was like all right what's worse than living and i was like nothing okay not worse what's more challenging than living and i couldn't think of anything because in order for you to even experience any kind of challenge you have to be alive so it's like ugh, by default that's the craziest thing yeah <laughs> yeah it's a wild world wild wild world man oh man (laughs) where do we go from here oh my gosh like how do we get out of this shit sandwich that is happening (laughs) in this world (laughs) uh, are you talking about the conversation or like this crazy life I guess both. <laughs> so, I was going to say coaching for the conversation and then for the, our life. <laughs> I don't know. Good luck. Good luck. Oh my, like, okay, let's get into coping. Cause I think that that is something we should definitely talk about because you have, you know, shared now that you have turned to drugs and alcohol. You've turned to reckless behaviors. 
I have also done all of those things throughout my coping process. I'm still doing it actually. Like I have such a touch and go relationship with alcohol. Like I really shouldn't have it in my life, but I still of course do because mama loves me some drinks, but, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's real not great. Like I certainly have a problem. Like, yeah, but all of that being said, like, I think you and I are both people that we are like very intuitive. We know what's happening in our world, in our mind, in our like surroundings. We also know our coping mechanisms. We know our resources for support and we still turn to what I call bad medicine. Yeah. Like it's like we have full and total control over that. And yet we still make the choice to be reckless or like make dumb decisions. You know what I mean? So, right. Like, cause I think about this a lot. Um, there's one thing to like consume whatever to like stop thinking about the horrible shit that's on your mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and like you may be there and maybe some of our listeners are there but um i feel like the alternative to that is it's just fun <laughs> like you know because we go and we act for eight hours a day right because we're just putting on a performance and then when we get to go home behind the curtain you get to just let not even not even the joel out or the enrique out it's, you're just letting your spirit out. The energy that is you can finally be free now that it's not held up by this act. And, uh, you know, it, a drink or two, why not? It's fun. Like, you, you just kind of... <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. It's, t- it's tough having this conversation because, like, especially because I'm in this... Like, I'm not working as intensely in the field as you are. But, like, that's the goal. So how do I develop this healthy relationship with drugs and alcohol and I'll go like I'm a creator and then I look at all of the famous historical creators you know we got like Jimi Hendrix Acid Jesus right like Grateful Dead I mean anything from the 70s it's all just acid mm-hmm. and so it's I don't know it, there's a lot of alcoholics that were great and all of what is you gets released break down that wall that is Joel or Enrique because mind you none of those things are actually real right it's like the concept of race it's not actually real these are just things including like our names these are just things that we made up to help us make sense of where we are what we're doing what we're looking at right like (laughs) I don't know Correct. <laughs> Are you spiritual, Enrique? I I mean, um, by default, yes, because I have to be. I am an organism that possesses an energetic thing. We just happen to call it spirit. But like to answer you directly, yes. <laughs> okay. I just you keep like you've said a couple of things now, like your connection to the world and like navigating and making sense of who you are and what you like, what you do. And you've related back to like tribal days and like, you know, 
origins of humans. So I, I assumed that you were at least somewhat spiritual, um, which I also think plays into mental health. You know, like yeah. we as humans want to believe in something. We want to feel a sense of purpose and a sense of power. And we get that from spirituality, you know, like whether it's yoga or Buddhism or being like, you know, following some sort of religion, like whatever it looks like to you, like to put your energy and your belief and your hope and trust into something else gives you a sense of comfort and a sense of stability that like mentally is beneficial. And it gives you, it gives you a physical Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With with the coping and with humans, because oddly enough they're in tandem. I actually not even oddly enough. I started this whole thing by saying that that's how I cope with my life. But like, if you look at the logo, the logo is inspired by the chakra system. So the root is the body. So the body is red. The sex emotion chakra, uh, sex and creativity is where the genitals are. The end orange right and then your navel or your solar plexus the shit that gives you power it's like that gut feeling you know it's where the stomach is and then the m is green for the heart chakra so you know loves high fives and hugs right and then the u is blue and it's where the throat is and that's the throat chakra that's self-expression and creativity yeah yeah h is where the head is and it's indigo it's purple so that way it's with the third eye chakra and then the only oh, color on the God. outside that encompasses all other colors is pink which is the crown chakra it's the only one that's on the outside that encompasses all things so buddhism helped me a lot in my life and still does to this day i have looked at your logo a thousand times and it never once occurred to me that it was the chakras. I've only heard one person recognize it. One person. That's dope as fuck. How didn't I put that together? I, well, a lot of people just confuse it with, but I don't want to say confuse it because it's not really confusion, but it's because the rainbow has a certain context within our culture. And that context mm -hmm. is specific to one community. And when you see a rainbow and a person together, that's what people immediately jump to. Is some, like, connective message, right? Or some, like, inclusion or uh, don't judge, you know, like, love is love. Those kind of things. That's what people jump to. But um, that's... I mean, it, like, it's all those things, right? Because it's human, you know? Like, I want everybody to be okay, and I want everybody to live well. But it's really just about the spirit that is life. Uh, one of the things that I feel... This is another thing that my brand tries to accomplish, but one of the things that I feel like we've done as a species is stray away from natural law. And, like, we don't even know... We don't even know how to grow potatoes, goddammit. You know, like, we, we don't, we, we overconsume, we don't raise our kids to work in tandem with the world they exist in. We raise our kids in, like, a fantasy, you know, like Disney and shit, superheroes. Like, I love Spider-Man growing up, I still do. But it's, 
You know, we're just we don't behave the same way animals animals do. Like we're animals too, but we don't behave like how wild uh-huh. creatures behave. Uh-huh. And the minute that we strayed away from that was when humanity fell. I don't know when that was. It wasn't any time in the last thousand years or two thousand years. You know, it's probably been way longer than that. But so yeah, I don't know. Like, cause that's what Buddhism's about. Buddhism uh, is all just like acceptance of life as it is, and going mm-hmm. from one pattern to the next, because that's all that is. This whole life is patterns, and like, I bet if you were to, how old are you? I'm 28. Yes, 28. <laughs> I'm like, how old am I? <laughs> so I, I did this on my life. I broke my life down from my very first horrible event, which was my grandfather's death. And I used that age to go within a five to seven year span, right, you know, before I was 14, after I was 14. What I noticed was that in that section, five to seven years was when I went through a new rebirth that's when something happened to me good or bad that required a change in my behavior and like another example 21 five years prior to that uh, was uh, uh, and what was that one I think that was late high school late high school was uh, I, I had switched schools uh, couldn't really get friends uh, girls were terrible uh, got you know treated like shit from a lot of people including my own friends or my friends that I thought were my friends um, friends in quotations <laughs> yeah and then I you know we go to 21 we go to that age and I'm you know I'm starting college well, like I started human, and I don't know. This, that's some like reflective thing that you should probably try sometime. Like, we, life is patterns. Buddhists uh, see that. Uh, actually, a lot of religions see that, but I feel like Buddhism talks about it as is instead of saying, you know, we're gonna make this. Jeez, I don't want to say anything insensitive, but like. <laughs> You know, like, we're going to make this man Jesus up, and he's going to be the symbol for the sun. Because, like, he rises all the time, right? And it's like, Buddhists just talk about the fucking sun. Because that's what it is. Like, talk about it as it is. Sure. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like we could talk about this for hours, because I just love it. And also, I know not much about Buddhism. Um, but I would love to know more, but we don't have hours. So for sake of time, (laughs) I'm going to move us in. No, you're so okay. I love it. I like, like I said, I could talk about this forever. Um, but for sake of time, I'm going to move us into a new direction. Um, we kind of, um, chatted about this a little bit, but I want to hear your answer, um, more fully to this only other like real structured question that I ask on the, uh, 
podcast, and that is, what does Sisu mean to you as it relates to where you're at today in your mental health journey? Um, and so as a refresher, listeners, Enrique, anyone who doesn't know what Sisu is, um, it is a Finnish term that translates to English loosely as guts, determination, resilience, strength, grit, you know, that kind of trait. Um, so I'm curious, as we've talked a little bit about coping, we've talked a little bit about, you know, our livelihood and finding spirituality and making sense of our lives and of our world. I'm curious, what does Sisu mean to you right now as we're having this conversation? It's it's one of the it's one of the most crucial components to being anything that is al- anything that is alive. So all you people out there, like the fact that you're here and you're doing it, like that's all you need to tell yourself when you're getting down. And like the transition to the second thing that it made me think of, um, MS. Like when I got the diagnosis, I had maybe two mm. years of school left. I was determined. I was so determined. Like, because that's, that's one of the worst things that somebody could be diagnosed with. And I was like, damn, I got two years of school. Well, especially at your age, too. And for a male and for a male of color. Like, I'm in all mm-hmm. the, the wrong categories to get this. this yeah. Uh, and, like, everybody was telling me, like, drop out just like come back home and be with your family like that's what you need and I just kept telling them like no because like if if I drop out I go home and I do what I go right back into the same thing I was doing and that's the whole reason I left in the first place so I'm not doing these things yeah yeah, it's just you know that's that's what that's how I relate to you said Sisu (laughs) yes (laughs) that's how I relate to Sisu right like (laughs) It's, 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 we all possess it because we're alive. We should all honor it because we're alive. And I know for damn sure I, I possess the power of Sisu. Because <laughs> if, if that was a spirit of strength that we could all rely on, I know I have that spirit inside me. Cause I love that. I had to. I'm trying to do my thing, man. I'm trying to do my thing. Yes, you are doing the the thing. You are doing it. That's such a good answer. Um, I love it so so much. Um, yes, you're just you're too good. <laughs> hey, tell, tell the guest, uh, the person that walked in, I in the crowd said hello. <laughs> oh, uh, when she comes back downstairs. <laughs> My, my roommate just got home. So for those of you who cannot see us or hear in the recording that someone just walked in, <laughs> my roommate is now here. Um, I will tell her that's amazing. Um, okay, so kind of rounding us out here, Enrique, I want you to plug all of your stuff, podcasts, social media, tell people where we can find you because obviously my podcast is about creating community, building each other up, loving each other, you know, creating support systems for mental health. So that's what I'm here to do. And that's what you are here to do. So share away. Well, 
first, I'm going to say thanks for getting me on here. Thanks for the plug. And also, sorry, I can talk way too much. <laughs> no, us. You know I can, too. <laughs> Sometimes I just get a little carried away because, in the words of Kanye, it's a symphony of thoughts. It's not just one idea. Uh, I'm obsessed. But... I just... <laughs> um, yeah, so humanco underscore underscore is my Instagram. That's pretty much my main line of contact. You can find me on Facebook too, Official Human Love, but I don't, I'm not as active on there. Um, I should be because that's where all my middle-aged uh, senior citizens follow me and I just leave them. <laughs> it's, it's true, it's true. <laughs> but I, I leave them in the dark because I'm not on Facebook. So like, um, my podcast is Humans, The Life We Live, where the only goal is to stream consciousness want to i want to capture life in real time ideas in real time um if you if you search htlwl you'll find it uh search human guy on all your digital streaming platforms because <laughs> i make music too um i do a lot of stuff i do a lot of stuff um the website when it's up and running is human lo- uh human love dot big cartel dot com check me out reach out to me i'm very social i love talking to people uh, we can even create together if you got some musical talent or you got some you got some confidence with your voice doing some poetry even just screaming on a song because sometimes i do that and we still put it in the music <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's art that's art <laughs> shout out my boy identify josh brown because we do all our music stuff together. So I just wanted to... I love it. Yes. Heck yeah. Well, good deal. Okay. We will wrap things up there, but Enrique, I so appreciate you. I appreciate you sharing your story and getting vulnerable with me today. I feel like I learned so much about you and I like, we've had some good conversations, but I feel like tonight, like we really dove in. Please get me back on, and like we could talk about a bunch of other things, like art. Hell yeah! If you got if you got mental health on your podcast, you can come into my podcast, and we could just talk about crazy shit. Because that's all I want to do on my podcast: just capture life. Well, <laughs> let's capture life and talk crazy shit. I'm so down. I'm down too. Thanks again. Thanks again. I really appreciate getting on here. And being yes, you're so welcome. I know. I literally, I've been like. You and I have been talking about this for months, and so, like, to freaking make it happen, I'm like, yes. This has, like, been the highlight of my week. I've been, like, looking forward to it nonstop. <laughs> yeah, I was, too. I woke up, and I was like, it's happening. It's, like, it's happening. After, as soon as I get out of work. Like, hey, and shout out to the girl that did your cover, because I, I really like the person there. That little, that little character. <laughs> It's the cutest little thing. It's so cool. A little bubble person. It's so dope. No, Catherine is beyond talented. Mm -hmm. She's such a good graphic designer. So yeah, that's, thank you for like shouting her out because she deserves all of the love in the world. She's so freaking good at what she does. Yeah. I I was thinking about trying to reach out to her to get some cover art done for an album or something. We can talk about that another time. Another time. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Okay, well, I'm going to let you go. But thank you so much again for being on. Yeah, I appreciate it.
Take care of yourself. Live well, stay human. You too. <gasps> Live well, stay human. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you find your podcasts. It's All in My Head is a member of the Not Today Media Network. You can find us on Twitter at Not Today Network. Make sure that you're following along with me on social media. I can be found on Twitter at All in My Head Show and on Instagram at It's All in My Head Show. Until next time, stay well.